Hello, everyone. It must be Sunday night because we are here again together. Thank you for coming. I'm George Watkins, and what a joy and what a privilege to be linked together in the Spirit. Scripture says there's no distance in prayer because there's no distance in our connection together as spiritual people because we are in Christ. And when we're in Christ, we are one in the Lord. Well, that sounds a little ethereal and mystical and weird. <laughs> I'm in Arkansas and you're in you know, New York. How can we be together? Well, that's the way the scriptures tell us. And that's the way it is. How do you, th how do you think? How do you think or how do you reason the fact that 500 miles away, I see your face and God tells me to pray for you? You say, well, that's the Holy Ghost. Well, sure it is. We know that. That's the Spirit of God speaking to, to me or to you, whoever's hearing the voice of the Lord. But because we're connected, it's, it's in the same a thought pattern as the twin, the twins that are, you know, natural twins. They can feel each other no matter where they are. There's something, there's something missing if they're not, you know, if they're not around. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> Thank you for coming by. We're going to talk today about dreams and the mystical side of life. And what is a mystic? We're going to touch a little bit on that. If you've read my notes below, you've already picked up some of my thoughts on this Sunday night. I want to talk about dreams, how they work. Mis prophetic dreams, how do they work? It's not uncommon to us as Bible people to read about dreams. It's just the strangest thing to me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a church guy. I was born in a church, lived in them most of my young life in some form. Dad and mom were evangelists and pastors. And in the early Pentecostal days, we usually lived in the back of the church. Um, often we cleaned out the front room so we could have a Bible, you know, Sunday school. And, and they sat on the couch. The place that I sat there and played my, with my toys, Sunday morning, the church came in. That's the way I was raised. But in that church setting, the strangest things were missing. We talked about dreams and mystical events in the Testaments, but somehow it wasn't translated into our modern day where we could actually walk and do and, you know, experience. Now, occasionally someone would have a dream, and <clears throat> if there wasn't a good uh, spiritual, you know, foundation in the, in the hearer, someone, you know, who was listening, they may say, well, that was a pizza dream. Everybody would laugh. And it began to be a kind of a common cop-out. If you don't know anything about dreams, just call it a pizza dream. You ate pizza, went to bed, and had a bad night. No, come on now. Let's be spiritual people. Let's see if we can understand something about this mystical world. Now, the, the uh, definition of a mystic 
I wrote in the notes below that um, there's a rising up, there's a, an identifying all around the world of the mystic, the mystic life. You'll see some, even some ministers on YouTube and other places that are identified as a mystic person. Well, the definition of that in the, in the uh, dictionary is a person who seeks by contemplation and self and self-surrender to obtain unity and be absorbed into the deity. You and I know that as seeking the Lord, don't we? Scripture says, seek ye the Lord. Seek the Lord why he may be found, those types of things. And if we follow hard after God, the Scripture says, things will happen. I love the one Jesus says, we repeat it often, ask, knock, and seek, 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 and ye shall find, knock, and it shall be open, ask, and you shall receive. That's that mystical entrance into this. So it goes on to say, this mystic who believes in the super, in the spiritual apprehension of truths that are beyond the intellect. Okay. Let's see if we can dissect that just a little bit. Truths that are beyond the intellect. Now, when we when we state that or say it or preach it or you know <laughs> whatever we're doing with it, someone will say, "Well, wait a minute now. If it's not in the Bible, it is not in the Bible. We don't believe it. Then give me scripture and verse." All right. Let's let's be reminded just for a moment that the the entire scriptures are mystical. Why? <laughs> According to the dictionary, because they're beyond our intellect. Our intellect. Paul says it's impossible for the natural man to comprehend the spiritual world. My paraphrase. It's, it can't happen. You have to do it in that mystical, spiritual side. Now, it's it's more common for us to say a spiritual life instead of a mystical life or, a, you know, a spiritual person instead of a mystic. But I'm doing this on purpose so we can begin to catch a hold of what we're hearing in other places and not be offended or turned off by someone who says, I'm a mystic. It's not the old long bearded guy with a long robe hiding in a cave or living in a hole somewhere and, and seeking God, walking around with a staff, you know, the old prophet look. That's That happened, and it's probably happening somewhere in the world today. But the bottom line with this whole thing about mystics is you're, you are already one. Why? Because as you sit in your Sunday morning service and listen to the sermon and receive something from the Lord, that is beyond your ability to do it in the mind. It has to be done in the spirit. Beyond the intellect means I'm entering in by faith. And faith, another word for faith, is the mystical world of receiving God beyond the intellect, <clears throat> beyond the mind. Now, we're not mindless. <laughs> we're accused of that often. You know, turn off our mind. No. 
we teach the word, we know how to read, we go to school, we love teach studying the Bible. There's theologians that can give us some insight through the Greek and the Hebrew and all the studies that drill down into the scriptures. Thank God for that, and it's important. But in that, a professor, uh, you know, a, a non-converted professor, someone who doesn't know Christ, can do the same thing in the intellect and not get below the page and the ink, you know, and the history of who, you know, where that happened. <clears throat> it takes a, a spiritual life of faith or a mystical understanding of God where we step into another world and enjoy experiencing those things. Okay. Let me give you that again. A mystic is a person who seeks by contemplation and self-surrender to obtain unity and to be absorbed into the deity. Well, we know that to be the Heavenly Father. So the mystics of old that you may not have read about, one of the things that happened to me personally in the last 30, uh, 20 years, 25 years since, uh, since the mid-90s. Um, <clears throat> it's 30 years, isn't it? <clears throat> when, um, when that move of God that they call the laughing revival or the refreshing of the Holy Spirit, or several different names came through, what many of the, of the writers and the churches did was research and bring back some of the old um, manuscripts of the mystics of the past. And what we did also is we, we leaped out of our world of the, um, of Pentecost or charismatic or Baptist or Lutheran, whatever. And we went into the Catholic church because the Catholic church dominated the uh, mid centuries. The church, the Christians that were moving around the world were mostly Catholic. But it was in that world that men and women were deeply involved in the spiritual world and deeply involved in prayer and deeply involved, even though they had the, had the structure of the Catholic uh, you know, hierarchy around them. There were monks and nuns and uh, wandering prophets that were so far beyond what we may have experienced in our own life. Now, I say that so that we can understand that the things that God has given have always been active in the world. I, I was raised in the Pentecost church. And as far as I was concerned, they had Pentecost in the New Testament book of Acts, and then it showed up again in Azusa Street, 1906. That's kind of the way we thought, not understanding that all through every age of time, God came and touched people and had moves of the Spirit and so forth. Okay, now, I want to talk about dreams just a little bit, and uh, <clears throat> that was my, <clears throat> my title, and I want to talk about the prophetic dream. This is this mystical world of revelation beyond the intellect. What happens in a dream is that God puts you to sleep like he did with Adam. <laughs> I often said, say that the reason God put Adam to sleep 
so he wouldn't interfere with a creative part of a woman, creative genius that God had. Adam, I said one time, Adam, Adam would have had him, you know, had his wife or had uh, Eve looking like a 1968 uh, Camaro or something, some hot rod. Now, I got a laugh out of it. It's kind of a silly statement, but the point is that he put Adam asleep so he could he could create without interference. Dreaming is somewhat the same way. There's so much of our activity around us during the day that we just cannot and many times don't hear the Lord or don't feel the nudge. But when we go to sleep, God begins to move into an area without resistance. And that area, of course, is our spirit life and our dream life. The Old Testament and the New Testament is filled with dreams that change the course of, of, of the journey of the Israelites, of Joseph and, and, and Mary and uh, just so many different things. Okay, uh, Joseph was a dreamer in the Old Testament, by the way. <clears throat> and he had that dream where the angels ascended and descended. You remember that? Okay. We, underst we understand dreams are real, but what about the prophetic dream in your life? How do you, how do you understand that? How, how do you interpret and understand a dream? Well, <clears throat> I have many dreams. I dream probably every night, but I always ask the Lord to identify the ones that, he's, you know, or that he's involved in. And he does because it impresses, it stays, it it catches your attention. Now, let me give you one I I got just last night, and uh, <clears throat> this is this is how I hear and uh, and just receive. Now, you understand dreaming, uh, interpreting your dreams, or like interpreting uh, scripture in the sense of hearing God. And interpreting tongues and interpretation, you hear, you, you, you say, God, what are you saying? There's a tongue in the, in the service where, where the, someone speaks in other tongues. And Paul says, then there's an interpretation of that. And he said, if you pray in tongues, you need to ask the Lord for that, that interpretation. So in a dream, you can ask the Lord for the interpretation and then believe what he gives you. And it's, you know, my uh, <laughs> my common expression is it's a muscle. If you'll exercise it, it will strength. It will grow. It'll get it'll get stronger. So last night, uh, yeah, last night I had I had a dream of Lincoln over the fireplace. Lincoln over the fireplace. Oh, oh, oh boy. What are you going to do with this, Pastor Watkins? Okay, I'm walking through a large room. In my dream, I'm in a collection of spiritual people, like a church service or a convention. I'm going through, and I come through this large room, and there's a beautiful fireplace, couches and chairs around it. And over the fireplace is a large picture of Abraham Lincoln. Okay, dream goes, I wake up, and the thing that's left with me is the, in, the embedded, indelible picture of Lincoln over the fireplace. So what do I do? 
I don't call it a pizza dream. I call it, okay, God, what are you tell what are you telling me? What are you saying to me about that? Now, here's what I got. <clears throat> Lincoln represents the authority, presidential authority. And uh, <clears throat> in this case, he also represents someone who was leading in um, <clears throat> In uh, in times of, of uh, trouble, so you see Lincoln. Uh, <clears throat> let me let me get, give you some of my notes. Um, leadership, authority in America. He also represents a president that had great persecution and resistance from his own party. He was also the president that brought the country back together. <clears throat> in the solidarity and solidified America. All right, that's the first one. The, the, the uh, fireplace, <laughs> the fireplace is a place of comfort, a place of, uh, <laughs> where there's plenty of wood supply, heat in the room, you know, we're not, we're not gonna starve to death or freeze to death a place where the family gathers for good conversation and future planning. Now, here's the prophetic word to me, is that God is putting the leaders of authority and with authority and, and destiny back over the affairs of the nation, <clears throat> thereby bringing a shift into the direction we have gone that we have gone and taken us back to our roots of faith, family, and 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 um, uh, country. A nation that honors God will prosper. All right. Now, <laughs> delivered a little, a little uh, <clears throat> broke up there. Lincoln, in my dream, had the uh, had the representation of that presidential authority. The fireplace had the representation of a place of safety, comfort, and supply. God told me in this short dissertation that God's going to put back over our nation leadership that will bring us back to a place of supply, a place of peace, and a place of comfort in the sense of having those necessary things so that we can have faith and family and a strong nation. That's the prophetic word God gave me in a dream. Now, what do I do with that? How does it go from here? All right. I say, Lord, you've spoke to me. Now I'm going to confess what God tells me. I'm going to confess it. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise the Lord for it. I'm going to lift it before him and, and thank him for it. I'm going to speak the word over those things that need to change to make it happen. I'm going to speak to the leadership that God is dealing with and ministering to for strength and courage. And I'm going to stand against the enemy that's trying to defend. So when God gives you a dream, and then it's a prophetic dream that he gives you a key for, use that key to go into that room of faith and confess what God says. That's what confession is. When we confess the word, the scriptural word out of the out of the Bible, we're confessing what God has said to us in written word. 
when we hear something, a prophetic dream, a prophetic uh, a prophecy, then we confess that. Okay. When a prophet lays hands on you, and this has been my life's journey for, <clears throat> for a long time, lay hands on someone, give them a prophetic word. They, If they'll take that word like Mary did and ponder it in their heart and hold it before the Lord and confess it, those things will begin to develop. If you if you cross your arms and say, oh, well, if it's God, it'll work out and I'm just going to forget about it, that's what that's will happen. It will not develop. Confession and worship and, ex, and, and declaring the name of the Lord in this thing is what happens. Okay. Now, Holy Spirit told me that God's going to put back those leadership positions. <clears throat> Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, represents the president's position. Now, if we get back that one that we desire, he's only going to be in there four years. So what we need to pray for is a secession, a, 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 an ongoing you know, line of men and women that know God and understand the covenants of this America that will be in that position. The fireplace uh, uh, picture is the results of someone, as the scripture says, if we submit to the Lord as a nation, we'll have peace, prosperity. If we deny the Lord, we'll have a wilderness area. Wilderness mean <clears throat> empty and barren and starving. All right. <laughs> well, that's my thought on Sunday night. You are a mystic, whether you know it or not, because you believe in a God you can't see. And it doesn't make sense to the unbeliever until they have a converted heart. Amen. Well, we will see you in the morning. Hey, don't forget to do the things that help us along the way. Subscribe and like us on Facebook. Tune in to our Rumble. Also, we're on Instagram and uh, <clears throat> have a podcast also. That's all below in our notes. Your prayers are important. And thank you for your financial support to us along the way. It helps us motivate down the road. Amen. Until tomorrow morning, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And dream on.